hello and welcome to uh, the feed of This After Dark. Um, this is Nick. As you can probably hear, um, I've not been very well. I've got a summer cold at the moment. So we didn't actually get to record an episode of This After Dark because when we were supposed to record, I was feeling worse than I, I am now. So um, we weren't able to get together. And... Um, for those that aren't aware, uh, myself and P-Dubs are going to Disneyland Paris uh, this week to do the Run Disney event. Um, so rather than not have a new episode for you, um, instead I've decided to put out our recent Discover DLP episode, which was a beginner's guide, or more aptly for me, an idiot's guide, to Run Disney, because I've never done one before. So uh, myself and, and P-Dubs, we recorded another podcast called Discover DLP, and um, we did an episode about that, which I'm going to share with you now. So for those that aren't aware, we do Discover DLP, different feeds of After Dark, and it's myself and P-Dubs, and we talk about the past, the present, and the future of Disneyland Paris. It's aimed more at the the history side of things a lot of the Disneyland Paris podcasts have been before um, but we do also talk about the things that are happening now and will be happening in the future so for those people that have never listened to it before please give this episode a listen um, if you like it come and find us on iTunes uh, if you start, search for uh, Discover DLP uh, you will find the podcast it's got a logo of three colours of uh, Space Mountain in Disneyland Paris and a banner that says Discover DLP so you shouldn't struggle to find it um, but we are very proud of the podcast we are going to do in the near future a crossover episode with Dis After Dark where we're going to budget trip um, like we did for Orlando on the last Dis After Dark um, for Disneyland Paris because it's something that people have asked us to do and uh, it's something that we a lot of people are confused about. So that's what we're going to do on a future episode of Dis After Dark. We're going to go and do Run Disney. And once we come back, uh, there'll be a new episode of Dis After Dark. So look out for a regular episode of Dis After Dark next week. In the meantime, please enjoy episode number three of Discover DLP. Welcome aboard, Space Travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Hello and welcome to uh, this month's edition of Discover DLP, the Disneyland podcast from the uh, creators of the After Dark Network. I am Nick. And I am Paul. See? Three shows in. Intro worked fine. Yep. No problems, no delays. All we're good. getting there. All professional. Nope. Yep. We're, <laughs> we're proper professionals. We got in the Australian iTunes charts. We did. <laughs> After I mean, just two episodes. That's right. I mean, you know, what other... Disney podcasts are big over there, other than Disney Down Under. 
Yeah, exactly. We've cracked it already. Yeah. Might give up, go home. This is the last episode. Yeah. We've achieved all we could. It might be. <laughs> after, in a couple of weeks' time. Oh, don't say that. Don't say that. Because <laughs> this episode is going to be uh, about Run Disney. Um, and this is kind of... I asked, I asked you if we could do a bit of an idiot's guide. Because I'm yeah. an idiot and I need guidance. Because I've never <laughs> done one before. Yes. Um, so I thought this would be good. And also, you know, every year it, it's people's first years doing this. Yep, exactly. You know. um, and I mean, you've had, and we'll, we'll talk about it in a bit more detail in a little bit. You've obviously had experience before Disneyland Paris started doing runs. Yeah. Um, but, so, you know, for some people like this, I've I contemplated it for the last few years. And this year was the first year that I was able to, to finally do it. Um, well, last year you were in Florida. That is top. a very good point. I've forgotten about that. So, and that's that's the reason why we won't be doing it next year, because we're in Florida. Well, it depends on the date, surely. I think it's the runs the week before. Well, there you go. So I, I was, I'm, I'm still on the edge of whether I um, do, I get on the train on the Saturday night. Do you, do you, do you think that uh, our wives would be open to us? doing a run in Disneyland Paris, leaving them at home and then going to Florida the weekend after. I'm sure Three they like days later. Yeah. Three days later, yeah. It'll be fine. We'll be back for a couple of days and then... I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, you know, if Lisa's anything like my, my wife, then the, the more you're away, the better. Yeah, a lot of the time, I think. It's yeah. like it's, it's come to recording this and she's gone, I'm going to bed. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Exactly what... Exactly what, what Lindsay just did as well. Um, yeah, so, Run Disney, I want to kind of go through your previous experiences, which you have talked about on, on Disaster Dark, but obviously not everyone would listen to that, and, obvi- and also, you know, this was back in the past, so yeah. this is kind of redoing that for people that may not have heard the story before, just to refresh their memories. And also, like, your kind of hints and tips, because... Yeah, definitely. I think I've kind of slacked off a little bit. I think I've got a little bit confident about what the race is going to be like. And this is probably the point in time where you kind of give me a swift kick up the back. Um, and, and you're right. Maybe I won't make it to the next episode because I'm unprepared. To be fair, I've moved house in the last two weeks. I've run a grand total of five and a quarter miles in those two weeks. <laughs> I've got no further than that. That's as far as my running's got, and I'm running 36k in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, so, at least I'm not running that distance, I suppose. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. have, I have walked five miles in the last couple of days, but that was that was walking at a pace, not not yeah. running. Um, so yeah, so if we could, we start with your your history with Run Disney and and where you've done it and when you've done it and what races you've actually uh, run. Yep, so it's my running history. It kind of started when my little boy was born or was due to be born and I was I was kind of in bad shape and there was there was no denying it. I I ballooned to about 15 stone, um which was was big for me. I'd never I'd been over I'd been about 14 previously and and just just wasn't in good shape and I I looked at it and thought I'm going to have a, a little boy that's going to be running around in 18 months time and I need to 
to be in shape and and it kind of it triggered from that and I thought what's the easiest thing I can do that I can just go out and and not really have to buy any equipment just a, a pair of trainers a pair of shorts and a shirt and and I looked at it and I went oh why don't I just go running and and then I kind of looked at it a bit deeper and we'd already planned even before we were we were having a baby that we were going to go back to Florida um we'd been fairly on early on in our relationship We'd only been together six months and hadn't been back. We'd, we'd been to L.A. a couple of times on our honeymoon and, and after that, but we, we wanted to get back to Florida again. And I, I started looking at it, and as I was just mentioning to you before we were recording, we like to go away in the autumn mm. um, to, the, to the U.S. because it gets to that point as you're coming towards winter, the weather gets bad, and you, you kind of feel bad, and you just think, oh, Bit of sun, make you feel better. And, and so we've always kind of gone away at that time of the year. Um, and we were looking and, and at the time there was actually two runs, um, in Florida. Um, and one of them doesn't exist anymore. And that was the Tower, Tower of Terror 10 miler, um, which was in October. Um, and then there was the food and wine half marathon. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and we ended up saying, well, if we do food and wine, then we also get Christmas. Uh, the Christmas stuff starts then. Um, and I looked at it and, and spotted this run and, and thought, well, give me something to aim for. Let's do that. Let's take the family to Florida and, and I'll do that. So, so that was my first experience. I trained not particularly well. I, I had really bad chest infections where I was on steroids for six weeks, um, which kind of took my training out and, and I, and I won't go into to the major details, but I had some problems while we were there as well. I was ill while I was in Florida. Um, but I did, I did the wine and dine half marathon. Um, my first one, um, in just under three hours, um, which wasn't what I was aiming for, obviously, but I did it. Um, it's actually, <laughs> it's called, it's known as Flash and Dash because we had a huge, great big thunderstorm. Um, throughout more or less the whole race. Wow. Um, and it wasn't pretty at all. And at the time, um, Animal Kingdom was beginning its massive refurb as well, slightly before they started building Pandora. But, um, so there was a lot of boards up and, and a lot of the ground was, was churned up as well. So running through Animal Kingdom was an absolute nightmare. Um, dark as well, because obviously it's not, it wasn't at the time a nighttime park. So no. it wasn't even open, so there wasn't even really any lights. So it was a lot of cast members standing in there with light ones <laughs> pointing you where you were going, and it wasn't wasn't pretty in any way, shape, or form. Um, eventually, it cleared up while we were we were running through Hollywood Studios, which um, which again was the last time I actually saw the Osborne Christmas lights as well. Um, was running through through them in in Hollywood Studios. Um, but yeah, I, I finished that and then didn't kind of, we haven't been back to the States since. Um, amazingly, you, you, we talk about, talk about it on the other shows all the time, but I actually haven't been back since that was 2014. So it's four years since I was last over there. Um, and then obviously we, we built this love for Disneyland Paris and, and I, we've been going on and off for, for, well, since our first wedding anniversary to, to Paris. Um, and I'd already been thinking about the 25th anniversary was coming up. 
um, that I was going to get an annual pass and I was going to do multiple trips during the 25th anniversary. Um, and we'd heard rumours of Disneyland Paris getting a, a race for, for a while. Um, it had been, been popping up in in rumour mills for, for a while. And then eventually it did. Um, 2016, they, they announced it, that they were going to do one. Um, and it would be... Um, Towards the end of the year, it, September, as it, it has, it stayed at the same dates um, since the first one. Um, and that kind of gave me the opportunity to get that annual pass on that trip um, and then did the, the full year. And, and it actually, the, the annual pass covered me for the following year as well. So I've actually done the, the run Disney uh, France for the last two years, uh, 2016 and 2017. First year, I only did the half marathon. I actually um, flew in Saturday morning, um, did the race on Sunday morning, and flew back out um, a few hours later. Uh, I was only there for, for no more than 36 hours. <laughs> um, last year, I did it a bit differently. I actually I went over on the, the Friday morning uh, on the Eurostar this time. I made it a bit easier. Um, I was doing all three races because the first year they only did the 5K and the half marathon. So the 5K was Saturday morning, half marathon, Sunday morning. Last year they introduced um, the 10K. Um, so they moved the 5K to Friday evening, um, which we'll get a little bit more into because you're running that one as well this time, Nick. Mm. Um, and then the 10K the following morning. And the half marathon on the on the Sunday morning, and I actually didn't go back until Monday, about Monday lunchtime. Um, so I actually did do a full four days this time. Um, and again, I'm doing that this year, uh, though it's a bit lo- more long-winded this year. I'm doing it a bit roundabout ways, but um, but yeah, that's that's the the gist of the the basic weekend is that they're the three races. You also have the kids races. Um, a bit later on on the Saturday morning uh, around late Disney. Um, but obviously we won't be touching them. The kids aren't coming with us this time. Um, but, yeah, that's the basic gist of, of your weekend. Um, we'll go a little bit more into to the um, deeper into it with, with some of the other bits as, as we move on, I think. Mm. No, it's fine. And, and to our American listeners, I looked it up when you, you said that earlier. Um, 210 pounds is 15 stone. Yeah. Because we have that, that thing. I know we do have some Americans that listen, uh, to this podcast as well. Um, and yes, the, the, I mean, it should be a running joke actually on this after dark, but the fact that I'm effectively like the, the main host of the show and I have not walked on to I've walked on the Disney property, but I've not been in a Walt Disney World theme park since 2010. Yeah. And that's not changing anytime soon. And yet I host a podcast that's mainly about that park. Um, that's why I feel more comfortable over here. But, um, yeah, like you said, I, I've booked myself to do the, the 5k and the 10k. Um, you're doing all three. So you're doing yes. a challenge. Um, yep. and there's, you know, each race has a theme yeah. and each race has medals that apply to it. Pretty shiny things. 
Well, yeah, some are more shiny than others. Um, yeah. I, I have noted. So, um, l- let's look at all the races separately. So, Friday night is 5k. Yeah. And this year, uh, and so there, actually there's a thing to the whole weekend, isn't there? Yeah, which is kind of the first time they've actually encompassed a, a whole theme into the weekend. Previously, it's kind of been each race has been themed to a certain character and, and that's kind of been it. Mm. Whereas this year, it's got a theme running throughout all the races. And it's it's villains and sidekicks. Yeah. Isn't it? Yes. Um, so the 5K, uh, and I think this was the first race to sell out. It was only the one that I had the most trouble getting a bid for. I did think yep. I wasn't going to get one in the end. I was quite lucky in the last release of, of bibs that I was able to get one. Um, yep. But the 5K is Marvel themed. Yes. And the medal itself is actually, I mean, I think all the medals are, are quite nice, but this one, after seeing it, I thought I need to get this uh, yep. medal as a Marvel fan. Um, and the, the medal has Thanos's, uh head or his bust in the, in the, the front at the middle of the of the medal itself and around the kind of outside of it are the infinity stones yep and something i'm just looking at a, another picture here the infinity gauntlet is actually on the the ribbon oh, above good. the above the medal so right. they have included that as well on there so this is going to be interesting for me because i mean i'm excited for it because um it's marvel even though I've been to Disneyland Paris uh, since they introduced him, I've never done meet and greet with Spider-Man. No. For whatever reason. I don't know why. Um, I've just never done it. So, And now I can't because it's not there anyway. So I've never actually done a meet and greet with any Marvel characters before. And I've yeah. not been able to get out for Marvel Summer of Heroes. So this is going to be my first experience of that. But normally when you think about Marvel and and... Summer of Heroes or other Marvel events at other parks, the focus is generally on the heroes. Yeah. And so because th- this weekend is themed to villains and sidekicks and that even the medal representing that as well for this race, I do wonder what we're going to see. I, I, I don't feel we're going to get as many villains as, as we'd probably hope. No, I would imagine we'll probably get Loki. Yeah. Um, that could possibly be it from the Marvel hero side of stuff. Um, I had heard rumours that there might be some incredible theme stuff included. I know they use the Incredibles as kind of the promo for it on the website as well. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting because they haven't really had any of the other villains in the parks at any time. Um, so you don't think we're going to see Thanos at his own race? There might be something because he is in the stunt show. Um, but I don't know how. I've not watched it. I've saved it for when we go. Um, so I've not actually watched it. All I know is that he does feature in it. So I'm not sure how he features, um, whether there's actually someone dressed as him or whether there's a puppet or whether he's on screen. So I'm not sure. He's a puppet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> there's, a, there's a reference about 85% of the audience of this podcast won't get. Um, it will be interesting because, yeah, like you, I've, I've seen bits and pieces from that Marvel show, but I've not watched the whole performance. Although, to be fair, 
a lot of people that have actually been haven't seen a whole performance either. Oh, okay. Um so I, I'm not sure. I've not seen any fo- photos of Thanos being shown. So I don't know if he's actually just a screen-based character at this point or not. Um, I think it would be a shame if they don't have him there, especially as he, he is kind of the, the main Marvel villain. Yeah. Um, and I, but I would like to see, although it's it's supposed to be villains and stuff like that, I would like to see some more unusual Marvel characters come out for it. I'll be disappointed yeah. if we get The Incredibles, if I'm honest. Yeah. Because well, it, they've had multiple different Marvel characters out there. Like, obviously, they've got the stunt show on the stage as well. Yes. Um, which I have watched, um, which includes Black Widow, Loki, Thor, Spider-Man. Um, well, Captain, Captain America is obviously... Uh, yeah. There because it's Captain America, uh, Black Widow, and Thor, isn't it? That's the meet and greet at the Marvel yes. meal. Yes. Um, which I don't think we're going to have time to do, unfortunately. But no. um, maybe next year. Um, but also Black Panther, Star Lord, Gamora. Um, you know, they've all been seen in the part. So, yeah. so there's know. plenty of characters to choose from if they do stray away from the the villains. Yeah, I just, you know, I think, like, how hard is it to knock together, like, a, a Crossbones costume? Yeah. You know, Ultron yeah, might be a bit more difficult, but if you look at what Universal did with their Transformers, Megatron isn't that far removed from Ultron, really. No. So I'm sure no. they could probably do, do something like that, but they're not going to just do it for a one-off event. But no. you would think with how popular Marvel is, they should be doing more with those characters. Yeah. And I wonder, with obviously with the expansion, whether they are already working on on mm. some new characters that we've not seen. Yeah, so it'd be good. I'd like to see a surprise. I think didn't Captain America make his theme park debut at Run Disney in Paris? Yes, he did. Yeah, uh, he was during the five K. Yeah, so I mean, you know, so there's every chance that we might, you know, be surprised and, and see someone that we're not, uh, or some cases we're not expecting. Yeah, um, and there certainly was last year. There was characters that we weren't expecting to see that that appeared. So, I mean, let's, so let's be honest, though. I mean, if it follows uh, the Marvel soiree they had a few months ago, then we'll see like the Sultan from Aladdin. Well, yeah. So you know, there is there is that element to it as well. But again, that's that's an interesting thing because those characters were all brought over for the twenty fifth anniversary. Mm, okay. Um, and obviously that now ends this weekend. Um, so there could be a whole new slew of characters that we just don't know about now. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. Um, I wonder as well, is it on the, is it on the Marvel, uh, the Marvel Cruise, the Disney Cruise ship that they've got the, um, Fab Five in Marvel costumes? I believe so, yeah. And there's, there's another character that we've not seen in Paris is Doctor Strange that's included on the, the cruise line as well. Oh, Okay. Okay. So, yeah. Um, he's certainly not being available for meet and greets. Okay. Maybe I think he may be included in the the stage show, but I don't think he's he's been available for meet and greets. Right. So that's another one that we might get, which would be quite a good one. So this is another thing as well, and this is why I've been a bit lazy, if I'm honest, about training for the races, is because unlike when you do a normal run. Uh, like whether you do like a, cause I'm sure people that have listened, are listening to this might have done like charity runs or stuff like that, you know, things like race for life. Unlike 
or, or even like if you're hardcore like a tough mother but unlike those kind of races one of the big selling points here for these ones as well as being able to run through the theme parks and see like backstage areas and stuff like that you wouldn't normally see is actually meeting characters yeah uh, and i certainly went into into that last year the first year it was kind of like i didn't know how i was going to do so it was kind of like i'm just going to run the whole half marathon and, and not even think about the characters I went in, into it last year with obviously three separate races this the, this time, and I kind of went, do you know what? The 5 and the 10K I know I can do without a problem, so I'm going to stop. Um, half marathon I still still went out, and it's still my personal best, in fact, now. Um, was the half marathon in Paris last year. But interestingly, I went out expecting to stop during the 5K, and it was kind of like, do you know what? There's no real characters that I'm overly bothered about, okay. and didn't actually stop. And but that might might be different this year. Yeah. Um. But during the 10k, I stopped twice. Um, for characters, I stopped for Woody and Jesse because you don't very often see them together in Paris. Mm. Um, and I also stopped for Jack and Sally because Sally's not readily available in Paris. So, so it does it does depend on on the characters. I I have no intention of worrying about whether i stop or not um if there's someone i want to meet then then i'll stop yeah and, and that's how I've, I've kind of been doing it because i knew that there were going to be lots of meet and greets uh as you kind of go around i did think to myself well i'm not actually going to be running a full 5k because to me running a 5k is starting and finishing when you get to the end yeah not running for a bit seeing some characters queuing up, having a photo taken, carrying on again. Yeah. You know, it seems like a bit more of a broken race. So that's how I've kind yeah. of been um, doing it. So I, I said, I, I, I have been doing some training, but I probably haven't pushed it as much as I, as I should. Yeah. But the five, and another thing to point out as well, is the five and the ten, there's not really a time limit on those. No, there isn't. But Unlike in the, in the US, the, the 5K doesn't have a time limit, but the ten does. Oh, okay. Um, mainly due to the challenges in the US, it's it's part of the the deal that you have to be able to finish them within a certain time. Right. Okay. Whereas in France, it doesn't seem to be as much of an issue. Okay. Um, so that's the that's the Friday night. So that's what we'll be doing Friday night. We're both doing that yep. race. Um, and then after we've had that and we've had a little bit of sleep, <laughs> a couple um, of hours last year I didn't get any. Well, you know. Uh, I'm probably going to have, to have a glow afterwards. So, yeah, you know, well, it's the first time I think. Last year wasn't the running fault. I I got to bed. I was late. I didn't get back to bed till it was probably gone midnight, and then I had to be up again the next morning at like six. But I got woken up by um, the officials from the race outside banging in um, the cones for the for the race path <laughs> for the half was, marathon, which was handy. Um, yeah. <laughs> So you didn't get to miss that one. So um, the, the 10K on Saturday morning um, is, is, I think, just standard villains and psychics. That's not a, um, that you know, Fun Nights Marvel theme. This is Disney. Yeah. Yeah, this is, this is what I would say you would class as, like, the classic animated films mm-hmm. from, from looking at it. And as you said, the, the medal for this one is Panic and Pain from... From Hercules. Yep. Um, 
which is a strange choice. It's a, a little bit left field, but it's still a nice medal. I quite like the, the design of it. It's a very nice design. Like you, I mean, I've got to be honest, even uh, as we recall this, I've never sat down and watched Hercules all the way through. I've, I don't think I have either. I've, I've seen bits and pieces because my daughter uh, and son both quite like it. Uh, my wife, my wife, big fan of, of the film as well. Um, so I think she was more excited about them being on the middle than I was. But it is, as you say, it's, it's a nice themed and designed medal. Um, but you think of, you know, even if you, if you're just looking at a duo. Yeah. They would be pretty low down on the list yeah. over other choices. Um, yeah. you know, even like, like Cyan Me, uh, yeah. or Cyan Am. Um, you know, they would be a more obvious choice or, um, Crunken, uh, Uzma or, yeah. uh, the Bludgeon Brothers. You know, like they, they, there's quite a lot yeah. of, you know, when you start thinking about it and they're just ones on top of my head, it seems a bit unusual. Yeah. And, uh, and at this point, it's, it's, I think it's quite good to point out that this is the first time Ron Disney in the States have actually designed the medals. Okay. Previously, Disneyland Paris have done them. Right, okay. Um, this time, it's the first time the, the major corporation has actually been involved and, and designed them. Is that, because we didn't touch on it, even when you were telling us about what happened last year, you know, do you, do you think that has something to do with what happened last year? I believe so. The, the two years, they've both not been that well organised at times. Um and definitely, I know they had more of an influence over last year's. Um, they had more people that were out and amongst the people after the races that were that were run Disney rather than Disneyland Paris. And I think in the end, last year's yeah, major problems with medals and and things like that did trigger the fact that the that the the home corporation have taken hold of everything this year. They needed to step in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, one of the things that happened last year was they basically ran out of medals. Um, what they said was that because of uh, a hurricane, I think they blamed it on in the end, the yeah. medals, I think, were being made in, like, Mexico or somewhere, and they weren't able to get them over in time. And so they started... Uh, they'd run out of medals at the kids for the kids' race, yeah. So they started giving away the half marathon medals <laughs> yeah. to the kids, um, at, at which meant that people doing the half, well, two things. Firstly, people that finished the half marathon on the Sunday, a lot of them didn't get medals because they'd already given them out to other people, uh, mainly children. Um, so that was the first thing. And then secondly, because they were giving those medals to children, and the fact that Disney said that they would actually be given their medals at a later date when they were basically able to fulfil the orders, what people were doing was send them on eBay. Yeah. Now, it's not to say that people that run the half marathon won't sell their medal because, you know, some people, you know, it's the enjoyment of doing the race. You know, yep. not everybody loves to, to keep hold of the medals. You know, there's a lot of people that do. I'm not planning to sell mine. Um, I'm probably going to give mine to my kids. Or if I feel that attached to them, I'll keep them for myself. I'm not going to stick them up on eBay. Um, they'll be my memento for doing the races. Um, but it did mean that people were selling 
their half marathon medals on eBay because kid was going to get a medal anyway. So they don't need this one and yeah. sell them for quite high sums of money. So it was obviously upsetting a lot of people, uh, that this was happening. Um, and if you think you're, you know, you're going to this event, if you, if they'd have gone and done the race and, and been told at the end of it, really sorry, the medals haven't actually turned up. We'll send them to you in the post. Most people I think would, been understood you know understandable about that situation i think it was the fact that they'd given them out during the kids race was was the problem and to be Um, fair it started on the on the friday night they ran out of 5k medals as well oh my god right okay Uh, so that explains even why even more were yeah and there was no real explanation at the time people were just kind of wandering around going well where's my medals um, and they had one table set up. In fact, in the, the foyer of the, the Animagic Theatre, uh, no, the Cinemagic Theatre, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, after it closed, that's where the, the kind of exit was out of the park was, was behind there. Um, so you had to kind of walk past the theatre and there was a table with one person sitting there with you having to queue to give your address <laughs> to get your medals. Um, which is, that explains why I was so late as well. I, I got my battle, but there were so many people that were coming through, people that, that I knew that, that hadn't got medals. So we kind of hung around to make sure that everybody was okay. Mm. Um, I, I mean, it's just, it's just crazy, isn't it? And I mean, yeah. you know, I, I know that people will probably be shouting at, at this saying, well, you know, it means more, you know, kids will be more upset if they don't get a medal if they were expecting something. And I, I do understand that as well. Obviously, I understand that being a father, but they could have given them something else. Yeah, I'm pretty no, sure no, if you gave them. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure if they said, you know, really sorry, everybody, we haven't had the medals turn up. We will be able to give them to you at a later date. However, here's a 20 euro gift card to buy something in the Disney store, or here's a big mountain of plushies. Please take one and move along. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Exactly. I, a kid is going to be more excited by that than, you know, being given a medal they don't know anything about. It's not yeah. what they're expecting. And also the kids' medals are designed for them. So the characters are normally more relevant to them. Yeah. Who was on the uh, half marathon last year? Last marathon, last year the half marathon's exactly the same as this year's. It, it was Mickey Mouse. They've kept the same, same design through all three years. Right. Just a, a different theme to it so last year was the 25th anniversary so mickey was wearing his his light blue costume and it was silver and and blue Mm. um and this year they've changed it he's now sorcerer mickey this year right okay um so yeah that that medal hasn't actually changed in design at all um over the three years okay okay um but yeah so the 10k it's going to be hopefully a lot of psychics and villains. I'm hoping some of the people that I mentioned there were well, not the not the Siamese cats. I don't think we're going to see them. Oh, we're getting the Aristocats. Yeah, so. I mean, stranger things have happened. Um, yeah. So possibly, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm looking forward to that. I'm hoping that we do get some some good villains and psychics. I mean, over the years, I've I've seen some really interesting uh, villains at Halloween. Um, yeah. I can't. I can never remember his name. But um, the the villain from uh, Mulan, yes, he um, was at the um, the Halloween party um, yeah. a few years ago, 
when I yeah. went in uh, to Paris. Um, I've seen Oogie Boogie. Yeah. Not in Paris, but I have seen, I think he's been out in, in Disney World. So there is a costume. So yeah. I mean, that would make my trip. Um, Certainly Hades, I would expect to see. Yeah. Yeah. Maleficent has got to be in there. Yeah. Evil Queen, Corella. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I'm hoping we'll get a few of those. And Panic and Pain, because they're on the medal, I wouldn't be shocked to see them. Yeah. Either. There seems to be a real thing about Emperor's New Groove at the moment, which I'm very happy with that. Um, certainly in Paris, there has been yeah. these, these special events over the last year or so. They've certainly been somebody, spotted around. Somebody who's working behind the scenes uh, really uh, gets excited by that film. You yeah. can tell. So, I, I, and I'm, I'm all for it. I think it's a very underrated film. So hopefully we'll get Crunk and, and Usman there as well. Yeah, but I think I'm sure they were there last year. Okay. So there was there was a whole spate of of that era of characters, as you say, Hercules, Hunchback of Notre Dame as well. There was a lot of characters from that last year. Um, so oh, yeah, I they normally, um, oh, what's his name? It's not Folio, is it? Frollo. Frollo. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I've seen him as well at the, the Halloween event. Yeah. So, yeah. We know for sure they've got the Robin Hood villains as well. Yes. They've used them previously as well. Yeah. So, yeah, met them in the parts before. But... Uh, and in fact, Robin was out himself last year. Oh, really? So, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I'll be happy with that. I mean, I don't think it's just going to be villains and psychics. As you say, that's a good example there of having Robin Hood with, um, Sheriff Nottingham and, and, uh, you know, so so I'm expecting it to be like that, and I'm I'm fine with that. You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm not expecting it just to be villains and no. sidekicks. I do hope it is, you know, the good and the bad. Um, the one I'd love to see, I'd love to see Zerg. Has he ever no. been? Uh, uh, I don't think so. <sighs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Right. Oh, you can be wishing now. Yeah. Um, but that's the that's the Saturday morning one um, that we're both doing together. And as you said, there's also the kids' race that will be going on later that morning um, yep. around Lake Disney. So is that just around near the village, or does that go further than...? It depends on the age of the kids, I believe. Okay. Um, I think it does go all the way around for some of them. Okay. And it's actually where we started the 5K last year. Um, so I would imagine it would probably be the same for us. We started outside Newport. Well, actually where we were queuing was Newport Bay, but we eventually moved off kind of Sequoia Lodge area, mm-hmm. which is where the start was. So that will probably be the same again this year, I would imagine. Okay. And the middle, I think, this year for the kids' race is Stitch. Yes. Very disappointing for me um, <laughs> because I can't enter the kids' race. Yeah. Um, big fan of Stitch. Would love a medal with Stitch on. Um, I'm not going to offer any of the kids that win that race a swap for my Panic and Pain one. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think I'm even going to – we should have sent Amanda – <laughs> That's where we've gone wrong. Amanda's child size from Disaster. We should have sent Amanda to do it for me. Oh, God, yeah. what a missed opportunity. Um, but I imagine that's quite fun. And do they have um, characters around that course as well? They have, 
they have characters at the end for them. Okay. Um, to mate, they they can kind of hug them and give them high fives and things like that as they finish. Cool. That's what I like. The adults get to spend real real quality time with the characters. The kids get to high five them as they run past. I like it. Good. Yeah. That makes a change. Um, so that's that's Saturday's festivities, and that's where I tap out. Not yep. literally. I will be there um, Sunday afternoon as well, but um, that's me done for racing for the weekend because I'm yep. just not good enough to do a half marathon at this moment in time, um, and this is where you come in. Yes, this is where I come in, and I carry on um, and do the half marathon on Sunday morning. And that's that's an earlier start than the other race, isn't it? Yes, yeah, not not loads earlier, to be honest, because um, you actually finish once the parks have opened. Um, oh, okay. But it's still earlier than the 10K. Yeah. I have no idea. I've not looked at any of the times of start times or anything. No, I, don't even, I, don't know, I don't even know what time my train leaves. <laughs> no. Either All I know train. is I'm getting, on, I'm getting on a bus. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Paul's going... Paul's going by bus. I'm going by Eurostar. I know I'm. To be fair, it just works out easier for me, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Well, so... yeah, because of where you are, it, you know, it, it's an easier, it, it's a more straightforward route than yeah. getting down to London and then, you know, getting from London over and then, yeah. yeah. So, I, I, no, it makes sense. I am, um, I know I'm getting to Paris. I'm sure I'm getting to Paris around lunchtime. Yeah. That's what I'm saying in my head. It's it's around lunchtime on the Friday. And then obviously I've got to get the tube from central Paris to uh Marleval, which is about fifty minutes, it's not too long. Yeah. Um, I'm get, getting a bus to Charles de Gaulle. Right. Uh it just makes it a bit easier and then I, I was looking, I thought about getting on the magical shuttle, but the amount of time it takes, I think I'm just gonna jump on the train. It's only ten minutes. It's two G V, isn't it? Yeah. In there. So, um, and I know I know I'm going back Sunday lunchtime, but again, I really need to look at what time I'm actually supposed to be in Paris to get my train home. <laughs> well, I'll get to that at some point. Um, but yeah, so you, so you, you're going to have an early start. So we'll probably depart after breakfast, and then depending on what time I have to leave the park, I'll hopefully meet up with you again afterwards. Yeah. Um, but what was what's what's the half marathon like in comparison? I mean. I think we mentioned earlier the, the the five and ten. There isn't a time limit on that on how quickly you finish that. But on the half yep. marathon, I think it's is it sixteen minute miles. Yes, so you, you're roughly given about three and a half hours. Okay. So yeah, um, it's it's very different. Um, where Disneyland Paris is situated is kind of, as we've discussed before, kind of in the middle of the country. Um, the countryside so you kind of you do the two parks and then you're off and don't see much for for a while to be honest um you head out into into the the countryside and it's actually really nice you see the sun come up as long as the weather's good the last two years the weather's been lovely um and seeing the sun come up as we've been running and then through the little little towns around Disneyland Paris as well as as you get towards the end um and then finish up uh, all three races finish up in in the studios um which is just great and as i said I, there's characters throughout the parks there's obviously there's none out 
once you get outside the parks. But, but yeah, they certainly stock the, the parks up with characters. And what's it like doing the half marathon, knowing that you've got the time limit as well, um, with meeting characters? Well, as I've said, I've not stopped during the half marathons. I've kind of made sure that I've got enough time to be able to finish it. Lots of people do stop. Um, I don't know how they work it. In the in the US, they have what they call balloon ladies, um, which is kind of the time limit. They stick to that time limit, and if you're behind them at certain points, then then you do get picked up, um, and they don't let you finish. Not um, literally not, picked up, by the way. You won't be no. hoisted in the air over someone's shoulder in front. No, of you're stuck on the balloon. No, yeah. you get you get you get pulled aside and put on a bus. Wow. Um, I'm not sure how it works in, the, in in France because I've not really taken any notice. I've never been that close to the limit in in France. Um, I've always been kind of between two forty and two twenty. Um, so I've never really had to to worry about it. But um, so I mean, the thing I is, it's, it does sound like you should have time not to meet everyone. Um, yeah. But certainly, if you wanted to stop off at, at certain points yeah. to to do so, yeah. If I'd have, if I'd have really and this year, as I said, I've not trained as much as I probably should have with with moving house and and studying and and stuff like that. Um, I. I have probably still got enough in me that I would be able to stop if I wanted to. We'll see. We'll see who they've got out on the on the course. Um, as to whether I, I do this year, I don't feel as much pressure on myself this year because I I've had some good times. I've run a marathon this year, so I'm not not as pressurised as I felt previously. I have to be honest. So there may be some stops. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it depends on on who's out. I mean, if it's going to be, um, you know. Mickey and Minnie and, and Donald and Goofy and, and characters that you, you know, would, would probably regularly see around the parks or have photos with. Um, you, you probably haven't got the interest in, in stopping. Um, I know sometimes they do come out in, in different costumes, but I've never been one of those people that needs to get pictures of myself with characters in special costumes. If I do, great. Um, but I don't have, you know, I do know that there are people who get very obsessive about, you know, getting a picture taken with Mickey in a certain outfit and, and all this. Um, Mickey to me is tucked Mickey, sorcerer Mickey, any other Mickey other than that, not that fast. Yeah, exactly. I didn't get any photos with characters in the 25th anniversary costumes. Mm. So. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, people are different, so it's yeah. not for me, and I'm clearly not for you. But there will be some people. But you know, I imagine if there's quite a rare character out uh, during that that half marathon, you'll probably be a bit more inclined. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm hoping at some point that weekend, um, because they've wheeled them out a lot this year, um, Oswald and uh, Atencia. I, I would hope so. Right. But um, you know, if they're at, if they're around that weekend at any time when I'm there, I need to get a picture yeah. because Oswald has been uh, a must. You know, Oswald's been a character that I've been obsessed with for about the last yeah. 15 years or so. Um, so that that's a big deal for me. But every, you know, there'll be others. But the, if I had to choose two characters to meet that weekend, they would be probably the two. Yeah, um, from what we know so far. Um, yeah. 
Okay, so I suppose the other thing with regards to this this race on the weekend, so that you know, I want it to be a bit of an idiot's guide. So, yep. what are your kind of as an experienced run Disney runner? What are your tips to people doing it for the first time? Well, let's kind of go back to before the races and let's let's talk about the the expo um that we haven't really touched on at all um so the expo is where you go and pick up your bibs um your merchandise disneyland paris's running merchandise hasn't been wonderful over the last two years it's been very generic um i'm hoping if ron disney and the states have had something to do with it this year that may take a step up um i wouldn't recommend getting there for opening um you will find queues unless you want some of the limited edition pins that they have um i wouldn't recommend being there for opening i would i would let the crowd go um i've previously got there around the same time that you're going to get there nick on the on the friday um and gone in and walked straight in and not been in there or not queued for more than five minutes to get all my bibs so Um, when does do do we know when the expo is open is it I believe it opens opening. Thursday. Oh, wow. Um, I okay. think it opens Thursday afternoon. Right. Um, but as I said, I wouldn't recommend being there at opening that day. I wouldn't recommend being there at opening on Friday either. Because um, that's when most people, I think, are turn up. Um, and I noticed... Sorry. Certainly for the people that are doing the 5K, that's kind of their last chance to, to get their bibs So mm. on the Friday. So, and so yeah, you don't have problems getting your your 5k bibs on the friday as long as you're there before it closes obviously if you turn up later than that then you're not going to not going to get your bib sadly but um i think most people would be there earlier in the day anyway um so what yeah don't get there as early as it opens yeah well i think that's i think that's sound advice uh really um i forgot what i was gonna say now (laughs) never mind i'm sure i'll come to it later on um i know that this year uh, run Disney pin wires. They've got pins of um, all the medals. Yes, to turn them into like little pin badges. So they're quite yeah. cute. So if you want, you know, that might be something people want to buy. I might buy. Yeah, and last one. year I bought the, I bought the thirty six k last year. That's right. on my my twenty fifth anniversary. Oh, that's that's and one yes. thing actually we didn't mention is the fact because you're doing uh, because you've got the package that lets you do the five, ten and, and half marathon. Yeah. If you complete those, you actually get an extra medal. I get two extra medals this year. Yeah, um, why is it two? That's a good last point. year they only had the thirty six K challenge. So if you were doing all three. Um this year they've introduced the one if you're doing the ten and the half as well. Right. Hence um, yeah, okay. So you get as long as you buy that thirty six K challenge you get all five medals. Hmm. So, so yeah, they're, they're both actually Maleficent, um, both challenge medals. So the, the 31K challenge is Maleficent in human form, um, whereas the 36K this year is Maleficent's dragon. Yeah. Both are, uh, obviously, the 31K is a new new design, but the 36 is also a new design. Last year, it was the Bibbity Bobbity Boo challenge. Yes. So it came with Cinderella's carriage uh, on a spinner, uh, which would change into a pumpkin. Nice. Um, whereas this year they have they've they've based it on the Maleficent dragon from the Pride. Yes. Yeah, it's got that look to it, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, that's. I just remember what I was going to ask you. Uh, it sounds 
like I, I, it's an obvious answer really, but you have to be there in person to get your bib. You can't, yes. you can't go. So if you was like in a family, you couldn't send someone to get it on your behalf. No, you have to be there. Yeah. You have to prove that it's just, it's yourself that's running it. And also on that, we didn't mention, but, uh, it's a bit late now. Uh, but for those people that are doing the half marathon, you actually do have to get a medical certificate signed by a doctor yes. to prove your fitness. That's a French law. I it is. Yep. French law. You don't, don't need it in the US. You don't need it here. Um, but yes, the French, French require that you, you're proven to be fit enough to, to run the race. And it's, uh, it's a bit annoying really because the problem is, um, because it's an, a non standard request, um, for us in the UK is that when you go to your doctor and you ask them to sign a bit of paper to say that you're fit to do this race, you could be charged any amount of money for that. Yes. I've had yeah. people being charged £10, which is, you know, fairly reasonable, uh, up to like £80, just yeah. to get a, a signature on a letter to say you're fit enough to run yeah. uh, these races, which is, um, you know, it, it adds an expense to it, but you need so to have done it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and it depends on the doctor as well. Some doctors will actually give you a medical, mm. um, whereas mine, uh, the last two years, I'd, I'd seen the same doctor this year. I saw a different doctor um, whereas the previous doctor had taken like a week to sign it, I actually got a phone call the same day to say that it was done and to go back and get it. <laughs> um, and I literally was in the room for all of two minutes and just told her what I needed and she said, Oh, that's fine. I'll do it. Um, and yeah, it was done the same day. I went back and picked it up the next morning. But I think the, I think the limit for that has passed. I think you need yeah, to have done that was last week, I think. Yeah, the 28th, I think. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you listen to this and you're doing the 36 and you haven't got your doctor's note into Disney, uh, too late, sunshine. Um, they're not going to let you do it. Um, but yeah, I thought that was quite an obvious one, but, um, you know, I just thought worth checking out because you don't want people to send a designated person down to the expo center and, and be turned away. Yeah. And the other thing about that, the expo, I point out that the merchandise from outside of Disney, is more or less non-existent. Um, it's more of a room for advertisements. Um, randomly last year, there was a Renault car in there, um, which we've talked about previously of Renault sponsoring rides mm. and, and things. And they're still involved. And yeah, they're one of the major sponsors of the, the weekend and had actually got a car in the expo center. It wasn't a future car though from no, it wasn't. the Visionarium. Not a shame. Missed no. opportunity. But yeah, it's, it's a bit difficult. The, they do have some US, um, merchandisers come over, but they don't bring anything with them because they'd be charged tax bringing it into the country. Right. Uh, so it's, it's more of a case they come over, they can show you what they do, say we'll order it and we'll send it back to you once we're, once we're back home. But, but yeah, don't expect to go in there and find stuff like you do in the, in the US one. So I think the one that sticks out for me is probably New Balance have like a long-standing relationship with them yeah. uh, to create very expensive um, Disney running shoes. Now I know yeah. that um, I think it I think it was Asics actually um, have been doing some Disney running shoes. Yeah, they did some Incredibles ones earlier in the summer. Yeah, and I'm sure I saw Seven Dwarf ones. Yeah, before that. 
So you can buy Disney running shoes in the UK, actually, but New Balance, who do the ones in America and, and do quite a lot, um, and normally sell them at the run Disney events, won't actually physically be selling them at the no. expo. So not that, I mean, I don't know why anyone would leave it that late to buy running shoes. If you haven't got no. running shoes by that point and you haven't broken them in, don't, don't go running no. them in. But obviously in the, the US, they have a lot of stores that if you've forgotten anything, yeah, if you've forgotten socks or your fuel and stuff, um, they normally have people at the US ones, whereas as Paris, they they really don't. And that actually, uh, you know, saying that actually reminds me of some advice that I would give to anybody that's doing this as well, especially for the first time, is break your shoes in. Um, you should be, I mean, I've, I've got some running shoes that I, I bought um, knowing that I was going to be doing this. And they have been what I've been uh, training in um, for the, you know, making sure they were broken in um, before I did it. Because nothing worse than thinking that you can run in these brand new shoes that you've got and they'll give you blisters or, you know, worse. So make sure that you've actually done some runs in them. Um, and if you're not going to, if you're going to be a bit lazy like I've been, I've been wearing when I've been going on long walks yeah. um, as well as when I've been running. So, you know, just make sure that whatever you're wearing for the weekend is comfortable, that you know they're not going to hurt you. Um, and also good socks. Get some yeah. good running socks. Don't just get thin trainer socks. Um, a lot of people do that, but, you know, actually going to either a, a sports shop, even places like Sports Direct, um, if you can find them in there, um, but they do special running socks, which are almost like double padded socks yep. to try and prevent things like blisters. Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. My, in fact, my, my runners are probably going to be dead by the end of this weekend. I've worn them, I bought them just before last year's. And so I've trained for, well, not for that much before the, the last one. Then I trained for another half marathon at the end of last year, then a full marathon and then this. So I think they're coming towards the end of their, their life cycle. Right. Yeah. Um, Another thing, actually, which I mentioned to you before we jumped on is uh, I bought magnets. Now, yes. um, it may again seem obvious to some people, not to others, is that uh, you're given an, a, a running number, yep. like you would see in a normal kind of event like a marathon or something like that, which you're expected to put onto uh, your T-shirt. Um, if you don't want to, you know, potentially ruin the t-shirt that you're wearing for the event um, or you don't like the feel of metal against your chest um, then you can buy magnets which um, you know you can get them from all kinds of places I've found some on Amazon um, but they're, they're runners magnets so rather than actually put holes in your top with safety pins you can buy magnets um, just clip them to the, the front of the number underneath your shirt and that is supposed to hold them in place. So, you know, something to think about. It's not something I'd considered before. Uh, I haven't seen them and thought, what a great idea. So that's what, that's what I've bought for myself for the weekend. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't, I, I still use the pins. I'm still too lazy to go and buy anything else. Um, but they might have, they, you never know. They might have some in the expo. I'll mm. have to have a look this time, but, um, 
Yeah, that, that's a really good idea as well. I know a lot of people do use them. Um, another thing I would say, there doesn't seem to be any kind of restrictions on earphones. No, there is not. Official, I... Well, they, they say that they like people to have their ears kind of open because they yeah. will make announcements and things like that. Um, but that it, it doesn't say that you can't wear earphones. Um, no. I haven't decided yet if I'm actually going to be running with my, uh, my earphones, but if you are thinking about doing that and you haven't got, um, earphones to use for running, um, I've got some bone conducting earphones. Yeah. Um, yeah, is, they're, they're the best ones to use when you're yeah. running. Uh, because they obviously, they don't go in your ear, they go basically to the, the sides of your head, uh, around your temple. And so the sound actually goes, uh, vibrates through your, your face, which sounds horrible, but you don't, act, it doesn't, you don't actually feel the vibrations. But that's what happens. So you can hear the sound clearly, but your ears are open. Um, yeah. and I bought some of those because running around the streets, um, it just meant that I could hear the traffic going around me. I could hear yeah. cyclists coming from behind me. Um, so that's, that's something good. Uh, you're, you're probably looking at about, 60, 70 quid for a pair of bone conducting, uh, headphones or earphones. Um, so they're not cheap, but if you, if no. this is something that you think you might do a bit more of, or if you're going to continue running after these events, I think it's a worthwhile investment. Um, I've had mine for a few years. They're a bit outdated now because you can buy Bluetooth ones. Mine are, are wired, but they do the job really well. Um, and that, that's my advice for, for listening to stuff. Yeah, and to, and to be fair, I didn't wear my headphones while I was in the parks, but once I got out of the parks, um, I stuck mine in because there wasn't really anything to, to listen to. Um, it's only kind of during the parks they'll give you announcements if there's a, a hump in the road or something. Um, like you run over the, the train lines um, through the back of the park, um, and they give you a warning as you get in towards them um, as to the le- ground's going to lose its level in. Um, but other than that, there's, I've not really noticed any announcements that have been majorly important. Or, of course, the other thing is, if you if you don't want to do that, is um, what I often do um, if I'm too lazy to, get to find my bone conducting headphones at the time, is just use one earpiece. Yeah. You know, hook, loop the other one over your ear or anything so it's not dangling around or stick it down your top or whatever. But yeah. um, if you've got that, then you've got the music in one one ear and you can hear outside the other. So, yeah. you know, that's another option you've got as well. Yep, certainly. I'm just trying to think. The, the other the other thing I was going to say, the the, the start lines, um, not so much for the 5K, but for the 10 and a half, um, you are corralled. Um, you're given a, a starting corral um, and you're kept in those corrals beforehand. Um so you've got the the more elite runners, um, the ones that are going to finish the marathon in just over an hour, um, are, are kept separate. They go off first, and then there's there's three or four separate crowds that you're kept in, and you will be given those as part of your your bib number. Um, but another thing, you, while you're kept in those crowds, you aren't just stood in them doing nothing. You do have entertainment. You you normally have a DJ, a couple of compares. Um, You'll get some of the Disneyland Paris um, board members 
come up sometimes. We saw Catherine Powell last year, um, some of the Imagineers that worked there. Paula Radcliffe, who's the, the ambassador um, for, for Run Disneyland Paris. Um, you will also see her before she sets off. She, she runs in the races with us um, and wins them. Just don't finish, don't follow her slipstream. No. Well, she's won the half marathon for the last two years, so... I didn't mean for that. I mean... Well, she, I know. Yeah, and a tourist toilet stop. Yeah, but there's plenty of toilets in the park, which is all right. Good, good. Um, and, I mean, worst case scenario, you know, if the entertainment's not very good, if you're in a corral with me, I'll uh, I'll find some way of entertaining people, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'll pass <laughs> six, seven o'clock in the morning. I'm sure we'll find something to do. So we could well be in separate corrals. We could be, but I wouldn't worry about it. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm not going to worry about so, it too much. Um, no. Another thing we haven't talked about, you know what? I was thinking, well, this is going to be quite a short episode. We're an hour in. Um, yeah. Is uh, they do a special photo pass. Yes, they do. Um, I've not actually used it because the last two years I've gone out by myself. Um, I've got friends that were there that I've seen while I've been there, but kind of everything's been arranged by me, for me, um, with no one else. And so this year, it's a bit different not going by myself. Yeah, someone's tagging along in your hotel room. Yeah. Well, that's fine. We're going to Bert and Ernie. Yeah. Bert. <laughs> um, but the photo pass, does it allow four people to use it or five people? I think it's four bibs. It might have been more bibs than that. I can't remember. Um, but yeah, it depends on how many bibs you've got. Um, whereas mine will probably be one bib, um, for the whole race. I'm not sure, um, for, for all three races. Um, whereas yours will obviously be two separate ones. So, um, but yeah, they, they limit it to a certain amount of bibs per, per, per photo pass, but for the price, I can't remember exactly how much it is, but I think it's, uh, I think it's the same. I think it's like 59 euros. It's, it's a really good price, and that also includes, I believe it includes your in-park photos as well for the, the days that you're you're there for the race. I think I think it does. So yeah. um, we're going to, I think we're going to invest in that when we're there, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. And of course, we'll get annual pass discount while we're there as well. Yes. So it will be a little bit cheaper, hopefully. Yeah, no, I think, I think you're right. I think there is a discount on that uh, photo pass as there is with the standard uh, yeah. one. But yeah, so certainly something to, to consider. Um, especially, I mean, obviously it's more cost effective if you're not on your own. Yeah. Um, I still think if you, if you want to have photos taken with the characters, if you want, if you're going to go to the park and want to get some ride photos, it's, it's worth the money. Um, yeah. we're going to have, uh, the only thing for me is, so when, when does 10k roughly finish, do you think? Uh, we'll probably be finished by, I'm, sh- I'm not sure whether the parks had opened last year or not when we finished, but it was fairly, it was fairly early. Cause it's only going to take roughly, what, an hour and, hour and a quarter, hour and a half. Okay. So once you're done, you start, what, half seven, you'll be done by, by nine-ish, I would imagine. Good. Oh, that's good. Cause I was like thinking, how many rides am I going to get in? And I know there's, yeah. there's definitely things I want to do. Like I want to do, Hyperspace Mountain, yeah, because um, I haven't done that in years. Um, I might just because I did it when I went away with Craig last year to Universal. I did the Hulk for the first time that I was always scared of. I've never done Indiana Jones. 
I don't know whether it's open. <sighs> got a funny feeling it's down for rehab. Uh, refurb, not rehab. Rehab, well, <laughs> I don't know how it's got, Ford Mayer, but... It's got a problem. Um, so, well, if it's open, then um, I'll probably do that. Pirates is open, isn't it? Yes. And I haven't done Pirates since it's, re- it's had its big refurb either. And I've so. only done it once. Okay, so yeah, so I want to do that to see the new animatronics. Um, and I have a MasterCard. So, so I'm high. hoping... <laughs> that we might be able to go to City Hall and get ourselves some um, cheeky tickets for yes. the shows. Um, yeah. That's only available, listeners, if you are doing Run Disney and you're, you're going out and you've got MasterCards, it's only available to me and Paul. Um, don't bother going to City Hall and trying to get tickets. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't want to go before we get there. But um, if, we can, if we can do that and, and get in to see the Marvel yeah. show, that would be great. Because Mickey and the Magician, yep. I think, has finished. Yes, it finished two weeks ago, annoyingly. I can't believe it. I'm never going to see the show. No. Every I was, time. I couldn't believe that, because last year it wasn't. It was still open. Mm. I've seen it the last two years in September, but this year they've closed it early because they're putting a Christmas show in there. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about that and the other thing at the end is a bit of news, so it's not all just Ron Disney-based. Yeah, um, sadly, Diana Jones is closed from the 3rd to the 30th of September. Uh, oh, well. Well, I'm, I'm still brave enough. I will do it, but I thought yeah. it would be nice uh, to do it. But saying that, I've not been on Space Mountain since, I think, 2002, you know. I've avoided yeah. going on it because um, it knocked me about a bit. And yeah, it I know for it's, a while. And I know it's been getting worse and worse. So I've not gone on it for a long time, but there was no way I was missing a Star Wars thing version of it. So I'm going to be very brave and conquer my fear again. Uh, and I get to do it with you, so that'd be great. Yeah. Um, and I still need to go on Crush's Coaster. Oh, well, there you go. And it's not down for once either. Well, <laughs> it's not down now. Let's see what no, happens on the day. Um, I'm just looking at the refurbs. Path of the Jedi, which is nothing anyway. Phantom Manor still. Mm-hmm. Um, Frontierland Depot on the railroads closed. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, as we said earlier. Uh, the carousel's back open. Indiana Jones for the whole month, more or less. Armageddon. Um, Armageddon. Armageddon's open. You're, you're all good. Uh, um, Peter Pan's flight is closed while we're there as well. Well, it's going to be... That's going to... Hmm. I th- yeah. I th- the problem with that is that it's the knock-on effect. Yeah. Peter Pan's always a busy attraction, so if people aren't able to go on that, they're going to be going elsewhere. Um, I haven't done Tower of Terror actually in about five or six years, so that's... I didn't do it the last time, last couple of times. In fact, I've not been on it. Uh, well, you know, maybe we should try and see if we can get Mark Silverman to do the voice on it. Yeah, we'll have to have to have a word with the. Uh... Cars the usher of the hotel. Yes. Um, okay, good. Well, that means we got pretty much a full day in the park then. So that was yeah. good. That was my worry that I wasn't going to be able to go on much, but that's good. Um, was there any other tips or anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. Just uh, obviously there's the, the pasta party as well. Um, this year I think it's been moved. I think it's in one of the hotels this year rather than in the park, if I'm not mistaken. The last two years it's been in in the studios, but I think they've possibly moved it to New York this year. Um, I've not been on it. Um, 
I don't feel the need to. I was going to say, isn't the pasta party really for those people that really want a carb loaf in a marathon? You, you don't really need to do yeah. it for the smaller races, do you? No, you, you certainly don't. And and there's plenty of other places that you can get pasta. Um, I wouldn't. I don't feel the need to. I feel there's there's better time spent in other places, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Although pasta is of course vegetarian, so that's that's going to be my big thing this year is trying to work out what I'm going to be able to eat. I've never looked at vegetarian menus before in Disneyland Paris. This is going to be a whole new world for me, to paraphrase a certain film. Um, but no, I mean, if, if that's it for Run Disney, we'll, we'll, we'll end that chapter of this, uh, yeah, this episode. Yeah, I certainly think there's, there's not a lot else we can kind of add to it. Cool. Well, oh, well, actually, there is one last thing, which is that we are, I think we're, we're planning to go to the Sequoia Lodge um on the Saturday so, so, evening. And yeah. Aren't we? Um yeah. like for an hour or two to yeah. have some drinks. We've set up a Facebook uh event for it. Um yeah. but we're just gonna be there and hang about at the bar. So if anyone yeah. is free and wants to meet up, um there will be. Um there'll be no money behind the bar. No. We're not that kind of podcast, but uh be lovely no. to actually uh meet some listeners. Um okay, so news. Um, you mentioned a little bit ago about the fact that um, Mickey the Magician has closed now for its usual seasonal uh, upheaval, where yep. they go and do whatever they do. Um, I yeah, was... I think it's the re- it's the renewal of the, of the contracts. They're only allowed, allowed to sign certain length contracts, I think. For the performers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wasn't sure if it was that or if it was because, you know, it's a bit of a down season after the summer. Like summer's obviously it's, it's big peak and you know, yeah. it gets very busy, but then, but I mean, the thing is like, I've never been to Disneyland Paris and it's been empty. It's been quieter, but yeah. it's never empty. So contract sounds uh, more plausible. Um, so they have announced there's going to be a Christmas show in there. That's the show. I think that they used to have over in discovery land. Yes. Yeah, that's that's moving over, and it's it's been expanded a little bit. There's going to be like a a live feed kind of thing that goes from some of the performers come through the the studios and and join the the show. Um, okay. So something a little bit new. Um, so yeah, that's that's moved from Discoveryland due to something else going in Discoveryland, um, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about in a minute. That's that's due to open in the next month or so. Yes, yes, indeed. Um, but the reason why I wanted to mention that closure is because that's obviously in one of the, the theatres that they have uh, in, in the studios park. The other theatre, which is named the Cinemagique Theatre after the previous attraction that used to be there, has been um, since June home to the Marvel superheroes uh, stunt show yeah. that went in there to replace it. Now, just like Mickey the Magician, uh, similar story there. That's going down uh, because of contracts, which yep. means that from uh, November, it's yes. going to um, they're going to put Cinemagique back. Woohoo! Now, I had just finished writing the first draft of a book about Disneyland Paris, as I mentioned before, and had written quite a long thing about Cinemagique and how great it was and how it'd be sorely missed. Um, and now they've gone and announced that. 
So, I mean, it, it's a little bit odd because they didn't actually say, or I didn't see in the press release the fact that, you know, when the Marvel show would be returning. Yeah. But it is coming back. Yeah, well, the the Sum of Heroes is certainly coming back next year, and I can't imagine this show not being part of it, especially with the rumours that once the expansion's done, this show will probably move to one of the other buildings yeah. that are either being built or are already standing. Mm. Um, well, they spent so a long time. It will go anywhere. They spent a long time, didn't they, changing it from Cinemagique, you know, after closing it yeah. to opening the Marvel show. I think it was about 18 yeah. months. Yeah, as I said, it was closed for last year's run. Mm. Yeah, um, I think it might have been, I mean, it may have been less than that, actually. It may not have been 18 yeah. months, but it was it was a fair old time. It was over a year. Um, so they're not going to put a year's worth of changes and refurbishments to a building to change it into uh, a theatre to host a brand new show to then change it after three months yeah. and never speak of it again. So... I think it's almost certain to say that it's not, but it is good that in the meantime, they are bringing it back, bringing the yep. back. And it's said that it's going to have some new effects. Yeah, uh, which is interesting because it didn't really have any in-theatre effects previously. So well, it does, it does at the beginning, but yeah, but I do wonder if because they've, because they've had to obviously change how that theatre is because you're yeah. putting the Marvel show in, if that means that they've had to adapt the film yeah. to make it work in its new surround. Possibly. It, it wouldn't surprise me if... Or if it's just due to the fact that they have had these things built in that they can now use them. Mm. Yeah, possibly. Um, but but it's, it's good for fans of that. And I think it, it's better that they're doing something with it. Because when Mickey the Magician yeah. closed last year... There yep. was nothing in it until it reopened in like the March or something. So for like six months, the building was just there, yep. not doing anything. So I think it's good that they're, they're making use of both of those spaces when the main feature of them isn't, isn't in operation. Yeah. And can't go wrong with a bit of Martin Short. Definitely not. Still not. one of my favorite films in Epcot as well is the, the, the Canada, Canada one. Pavilion. Yeah. Yeah. So. But as you also alluded to earlier, um, Discoveryland is getting a new attraction very, very soon. Yes. Um, one, one of the attractions which I had been desperate to see come over to Paris for years, uh, is now coming over. Um, and it opens up in October. Yes. It's, it's been quite quickly announced and, and is quite quickly opening, which is the surprising thing. Is it going in to the Discoveryland Theatre? I believe so. So that's that's what used to be home to Captain EO. Uh, yes. And then Honey, I Shrunk the Audience back to Captain EO and then has been showing a preview of Ant-Man ever since. <laughs> yeah. Even though the, the sequel to Ant-Man came out this summer. Um, yeah. It was still showing footage from the last Ant-Man. So it's it's not been a well-used space for a long, long time. No, it um, hasn't. Not since EO cr- closed, really, when after EO came back. Yeah. Um, so it's good that they're putting something in there. My, I've got two concerns with this, as someone who is a big fan of the attraction. The first one is that 
when I first saw it in 2007, I think it had been open a few years at Magic Kingdom at that point. Might have been open about three years or so. But at that time, the films were still relatively new. Um, you know, they weren't, they weren't that old at that time. Um, you know, like 10 years old or, or, or thereabouts, 10 to 15 years old. You know, it has seen some of Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, um, The Lion King. So it was the kind of big Disney popular films of the 90s is what a lot of the sequences of the film involves. It's worth some other bits. Yeah. Um, that was back then. It's now 2018. The Little Mermaid is almost 30 years old, which yeah. just saying that makes me want to cry. Not because I love the film that much, but just because it makes me realise my own mortality. Um, and so my, my issue now with it is that this brand new attraction, a bit those films are still popular, but the film footage in it is now quite old. Yeah. And we've I'm, had I'm wondering whether they, they might do something to it, whether they're going to change it up a little bit. Well, it did say in the press release for it that it was going to be a, a new version. Yeah. Um, it didn't say a completely new version, but it said there'll be new additions. So that could just mean that it's in French. Exactly. Could be, could be any number of things. So I'm not reading too much into that statement, but it does, it does interest me because, you know, in the last five years, we've had Frozen, uh, last eight years, we've had Tangled, uh, Princess yeah. and the Frog. You've had like these Disney films that have got really iconic songs in them that have come out and become extremely popular. I mean, you know, Frozen was an absolute juggernaut. Um, and so you do think if they open up an attraction now and they're relying on the usual Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King kind of trip, you know, missing out on using something more up to date like Frozen, you know, you would think they'd miss a trick. I and think. the fact that they haven't really got anything frozen in the parks other than the parade float. Yeah. It's it's a great opportunity to get something in until that land's built. Yeah. So I would like to I I'd like to think we're gonna see something new in it. Otherwise you're taking an attraction which is almost in itself twenty years old. I think it, yeah. I think it might be about sixteen, seventeen years since it first opened. Um but that already feels quite dated to me, for an attraction to be that long-running already and now being brought into the park, if it remains the same, seems very, very cheap. Yeah, it really does. And I I really hope that they haven't just done this on the cheap and it was a fact that they've gone, well, let's have a look at the other parks. Now we're part of the, the overall picture and see what attractions we could update and bring to Paris. So hopefully that's that's what they've been looking at it as. And if the finale is not the same finale, I'll be very disappointed. <laughs> that's my other big thing about it. If, if yeah. that's, you know what? I would take a carbon copy of the attraction as long as the ending remains the same. Uh, the worrying thing would have been if they said, oh, we're bringing Muppets, Muppet Vision 3D. <laughs> well, again, that's something that there've been room, lots of rumors about in, for the studios for a long, long time. Yeah. And yeah, that film is, is almost 30 years old itself. Um, but uh, who knows with the success of uh, the new Muppet Babies? Well, yeah, big now hit it's... in my household. Now, 
Well, we were going to watch it, and then I was back at work this week, so we didn't didn't get a chance. But um, it's I'm fine. sure it'll be on. It, yeah, it, it's fine. I mean, um, we've been watching it because it started in America a few months ago, so we've already yeah. seen a, a few of the episodes online. Um, my son absolutely adores it, and so for that reason, we're watching it quite a lot. It's it's overtaking a lot of his former previous favourite. Um, films and programs gets very very excited when uh, the intro plays for it they use a version of the original theme song it's been updated Uh, the lyrics have obviously been updated because of certain character changes that kind of thing but it's very much in the same vein as the original Um, and I mean really the cartoon other than obviously looking a lot different it is quite similar to what we grew up with. The big yeah. difference is that they haven't used all of these um, nightmarish licenses that they did before. So even yeah. though they own it now, um, you know they're not going to be on the set of Star Wars with the film, <laughs> the actual film footage playing behind them, all that kind of stuff. Because that's what it, it's those kind of things that stop Muppet Babies ever getting uh, released on on DVD. Yeah. is the licensing restrictions. So um, the, everything they're doing is their own creation for this new series. So it loses a little bit of that uh, quirky charm that the original yeah. had, but you understand why. But, yeah, I mean, it's 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 pretty good. You know, it, yeah, it all those ones that have come back have seemed to have done really well. Mm. Obviously, DuckTales is, has been an absolute smash hit. Mm. Yeah, and that's, um, and that's pretty good as well, actually. I was surprised... At the, the the quality of writing uh, yeah. in it, so um, yeah, they they seem to be doing something right. But yeah, no, leave Muppet Vision where it is. Uh, I, I'm quite happy for that, even as a big Muppet fan, for that not to come to yeah. Paris as it is. Still now. one of my favourite areas in a theme park, though. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love Muppet Square. Mm. That is a very nice area. Um, was there any other news from, from Disneyland Paris you wanted to mention before we wrap up? I don't think so, other than obviously the, the full announcement about Christmas, I believe, is starting a little bit earlier this year. Later, uh, I think. Is it? I thought it was like the week after Halloween this year. Uh, no, I think it's the 16th of November. Is it? Yeah, I'm sure it got pushed out um, because normally it's days after Halloween's finished. Um, yeah. But I've got a feeling it's been it's been pushed out. Um, which will annoy some people because people do book their holidays thinking uh, they're going to go at certain times of the year sometimes. Um, so if you was, if you was booking it to go for Christmas early November, just just double check um, your dates just in case you don't want to get there and be disappointed. Um, I think the only other bit of news really is obviously refurbishment of um, Phantom Manor is, is ongoing. Um, yeah. still scheduled to be open early next year. Um, yeah. Still no further details than that. Anywhere no, between other, January and March, I think. Other than the uh, the scrims come off the front of it now. Yes. You can actually see the manor again. You can, which is beautiful. Um, yeah. And they are building a um, a photo op Yes. at the front. Um, yeah, they've, they, they've had one for the last couple of months, but they're actually putting a, a more permanent version of it in, I think. Yes, but there's not been anyone to meet there. It's just been a no. photo op, but this yeah. is going to be an actual meet and greet um, opportunity. What will be interesting is they haven't announced who you're going to meet or greet. No. 
So, you know, some people have, have suggested it could be the bride or, um, you know, the phantom himself. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be just Disney characters, if I'm honest. Yeah, it'll probably be Jack and Sally. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they, because I mean, they've always had their meet and greet there traditionally for yeah. as long as I can remember. Yeah. Um, you know, they've, they've always been based in that area when it's, it's Halloween season. So yeah. it would make sense. I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think it'd be lovely if it was characters from Phantom Manor. Yeah. But I think they're probably too niche. Yeah, I don't think, uh, as we've said before, the storyline is still isn't overly clear, and I don't think people will know who they are unless mm. they really do know the story of the, of the manor. Or if they change it, you know, part of yeah. this, we don't know. All we know is there's been extensive rework done on the attraction. Um, yeah. They have said that they were going to try and tidy things up like the storyline to make it more... Um, yep. accessible and understandable um, and the fact that we're going to get Vincent Price's narration back in some yep. form um, yep. I think it'll be a mixture of the French audio with the Vincent Price audio yep. I don't think it's going to be full Vincent Price but little Vincent Price is better than what we've had which yeah, is just exactly. his laugh um, for the last 26 years um, yeah so it'd be interesting to see if it is Jack and Sally or if it's going to be someone else. Yeah, but I, I, I agree. I, I think it will be. Yeah, I think we'll. I think we'll see the hatbox ghost in there somewhere. In, in this attraction. Yeah. Mm. Now they've got that one built. Yeah. And works. I think we'll see that in ours. Yeah, I could see that happening. Yeah, I think that's a good shout as well, actually. Oh. Yeah. Um. Was there anything else? No, I don't think so. Um, so we are going to be uh, obviously out there for the for the weekend. Um, we're going to record some audio while we're out there. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's listened to uh, our other podcast, Universal After Dark, when me and Craig went out last year, um, we recorded audio of us going around uh, the park um, because we was there for Halloween Horror Nights, we also went in the houses with audio, audio from that. So we'll probably try and get some audio on some of the rides. Um, that will just be having a chat, walking around probably, um, and just recording some audio there. And, um, we're going to try and speak to some runners as well um, yep. when we're there. So we'll, we'll see if that's successful or not. Um, and that will probably come out later this month. So we normally do um, one episode a month. That's what we've, we've aimed to do this podcast. Um, but just because of that, uh, you know, as a bit of a bonus, we'll, we'll probably release a second episode yeah. this month. So yeah. that's where you need to subscribe. It costs you nothing. Um, but it does mean that if we do release episodes outside of our usual time frame, you will get those. So, um, you know, whether you're on iTunes or on an Apple device or whether you listen via the Google Play Store or TuneIn or, or whatever. Um, if you hit subscribe, new episodes, you'll be notified as soon as they're available. Um, yep. So, yeah, please do that. Um, there may even be some video work. We don't know. We'll see how we're doing. <laughs> see how drunk we are. Um, yeah. Also, if you want to leave us a review, please do so. We've had some really good reviews. We also had a completely um, no-named negative review. 
Yeah, um, don't I, even say it. I don't. I don't understand why people go to the effort. Um, I mean, we've got somebody who um, he doesn't just do it to our podcast, does it to all the UK Disney podcasts? Um, just gives them one star reviews and slags them off. Um, so we know who that guy is. Um, but like, at least with that, you've got somebody you can moan about by name. You know, this hasn't, this person hasn't even left a name or any comments. It's just a one side view. It's the only negative one we've got. All the others have been positive. So if you do enjoy listening to us, please, uh, just take a few seconds, leave us a, a review. Five stars if you love us. We'll take any amount of stars if not. Um, but it does help us get noticed in the iTunes chart. So, um, I appreciate you doing that. Um, if they want to email us, discoverdlp at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. Sorry, discoverdlppod at gmail.com, yeah. uh, which is our name on Twitter as well. With our fabulous logo. Yes. Yes, thank you very much, Michael, for that. Um, and, and that's it. So uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we will both see you, hopefully, if you're there with yeah. us, in Paris. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast. Network.